Hello, hello, hello. We're back for another episode on Expression Radio. This is a continuation. There may be several because the subject is vast, right? I'm back in the studio with Sam, our producer. Dina, the three amigos are back. Dina, Lisa, and myself are here to talk more about the love of God. Yes, yes. So how are you all doing? Great. Fantastic. On a snowy Monday. Yes. yes. A snowy Monday holiday. Sam's got us cracking up in here, Daphne. <laughs> telling you. We laughter, like it. Laughter's yes. so good, right? Like a medicine. Well, we talked once, uh, did a recording just a few weeks ago about God's love. And, of course, we knew really going into that session that there would be more to follow. And dear Lord, I was thinking this morning about the different ways that we could, I mean, we could put this, divide this into different stuff. We could do so much with this topic. <laughs> but today we're here, we had talked, there is a, uh, an, a part one that um, I thought was very good, but it also led to, gosh, we should do this, or we could do this, and we could do that. So we decided to take advantage of Lisa's day off, mine too, um, on this holiday to get together again and record a part two on God's love. I thought I would start by just reading the definition of love. Okay, there's several forms of love where where God is concerned, where we're concerned, but where God is concerned, the just normal talking about love. Uh, Webster's dictionary defines love as an intense feeling of deep affection, a great interest and pleasure in something, but it's an intense feeling of deep affection. So love, as defined by God, those callers need to quit bothering us right now. We're just getting started. We'll take calls at the end of the show, okay? (laughs) Whoops. Um, Love, as defined by God, uh, so to speak, I'd read, is a decision to compassionately, righteously, and responsibly seek, I love this, the well-being of another in ways that lead them to their eternal good. I really like that. Mm -hmm. A decision. So there's decisions, and then there's quality decisions, I think. But a decision to compassionately, with all your heart, righteously and responsibly, seek the well-being of another in ways that lead them to their eternal good. I love that. And then lastly, uh, agape love. You know, Pastor Jim a uh, good friend of my cousin, he started years ago. Uh, we've got this banter that we do where it's like we say, I agape you, and we try to see who can say it to each other first. And it's just cute bantering between us, but it is the highest form of love. So that's just three um, definitions of types of love, but we. We had talked, the three of us, and I want you all to chime in, but we had talked about, you know, where do we want to go with this conversation? And it's hard to tell when we're together how it'll go. However, we did think about, you know, talking about 
in receiving God's love, maybe for the first time and then ongoing in our lives. And how do we receive that love and give it? So we'll see how that goes. We may get off track, but that's okay, too. We'll keep it all about His love. So what are you all thinking today, based on what I've already said? Add to it or go from it or whatever you want to do. What are your thoughts? I like the part where you said it's a conscious decision. Me, too. Absolutely. Because that's, I mean, that's, to me, that's love when you're showing somebody that I didn't deserve it. But he loved me. There mm-hmm. are people in our lives that don't deserve it, but we make that decision to love them mm-hmm. and to show them God's love. So the decision part hits yes. me. And I know that um, even like with married couples and stuff, you may wake up, you may not feel married. It's not about what you feel that day. Yeah, It's the decision that you make to love somebody. Yeah. Well, I could be frustrated. Marriage is something that I thought about today. I can be very frustrated with him god love his heart judgmental i mean you know i've said before he deserves ten thousand halos for living with me and i mean it but uh we can get frustrated with life or just different habits or non-habits we can all of that can be so consuming and whenever i've been able to stop and say god please help me to see the positive and my husband helped me love him the way you love him it is a game changer it definitely is Mm -hmm. i I agree with that chuck and i have been married 36 years i know you guys have a speed in the 40s um but every day is it really every day that you know there's a a decision made i don't know if it's something that i wake up every day and go okay today i'm choosing to love this man that you know i married you're there so you chose it right true (laughs) that that decision this is true there's a certificate on the wall that says yes yes yeah um but yeah like you said the just daily frustrations or life Mm -hmm. in general Mm -hmm. um Chuck probably deserves way more halos, I'm sure. He has the patience of Job anyway. Yeah. Um, so that rich. he has, yeah. you know, stayed with me alongside me and he has chosen. I have seen his choices uh-huh. too to go along with decisions that I've made, whether it was great decisions, not so good decisions, anything like that. He's but very that's supportive. part of that choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in his choice to go along with me, to me, that's a choice of love. Mm-hmm. I think God's love is very similar, greater than that. He sees some of the choices that we make, and he still chooses to love us. And in some of the reading that we've done in the Bible, we're doing a daily Bible reading right now, people over and over and over again the human race has shown time and time again how we do not deserve mm-hmm. God's love, but yet He chooses, mm-hmm. sometimes on a daily basis, probably sometimes on an hourly mm-hmm. basis, to, to give us the love that we don't deserve. He's so long-suffering, and you Incredibly see that so much so. in the Old Testament. He's denied, and people don't choose Him, and yet he still comes back tries to make a way for their good and their restoration and their their life you cannot help but fall in love with him just reading about how much he loves us loved them even though gosh i don't none of us deserve that kind of love and he's constantly 
chasing after yes, us yeah. with his love. Yes. Uh, we push him away and push him away. I mean, I, I say we. I mean, I don't want to speak for everybody else, but I know for myself, it's not always a conscious choice of, no, God, right. I've got this. Right. You know, right. Here I am in all my glory. Right. I can make a decision. I've got this. But the truth of the matter is, he's still chasing after me, mm-hmm. wanting to make a way for me, mm-hmm. uh, wanting to make a way for those he, his creation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not that we did anything to deserve it. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's probably the, the thing that amazes me the most. I didn't do anything to deserve it, to gain it. Mm-hmm. So... In reality, then, there's nothing I can do to lose it. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love yes. that part of God. Mm-hmm. Love that. It makes it safe. And yes. you mentioned, you know, he chases us with that. Um, working with the youth group, one time I had a young girl that had shown up because just she came with a friend. And she had made a comment to me at the end. I was trying to get to know her, and she said, you wouldn't like me, you would hate me. Aww. And I said, there is nothing you can do. That would make me hate you. And she said, well, I'm going to keep coming just to show you that I will make you hate me. Wow. And I said, you know what? I I hate to break this. You don't have that kind of power. Mm -hmm. And I said, I get to choose. Mm -hmm. That's good. And I said, and I choose to love you no matter what. I Mm -hmm. said, so if that's the way you want us to get to know each other, I'm going to have to tell you up front, you're going to be a little disappointed, (laughs) maybe a lot of disappointed. I said, because I choose to love you no matter what. And that's one of the things, Dina, that I had said to her. There's nothing you're going to do that's going to make me love you, but there's nothing that you're going to do that's going to make me not love you or even further. There's nothing you're going to do that's going to make me hate you. So it ended up, you know, just she was just fighting so hard against God. And I told her, I said, what you're feeling is God's love drawing you. Mm. And I said, and the fact that you're fighting it. Is just showing me that much more. I said, God's out to get you. And I said, oh, and he's, yeah. he's not going to. He's, he's pursuing. Not, that was yeah. his pursuit. He's not going to give yeah. up. I yeah. said, no matter what you do. So that's kind of how God chases after us. And in return, wants us to chase after other people, you know, to, to let them know, look, mm-hmm. I love you. I'm going to hunt you down if I have to. But, you know, I'm going to love you. There's nothing that you're going to do that's going to make me not love you. Yeah. That pursuance is something we all want from our parents, you know. As babies, we want mommy and daddy to be uh, pleased with us and pursue us and when we grow up and start dating we absolutely want to be pursued and you know a lot of things that we do in life period but especially with God we can go through it and then for me meaning or conceptualizing and putting it into sense in my brain and in my spirit takes place afterwards when I can look back and look at what all happened and this March, I think, is my 27th year, I think, with him. And I look back frequently because I can tell you all about that Sunday and what happened that led me to go to church and to give my life to him again. You know, I had done it as a child but got away from it. And But looking back at the things that took place it was just incredible to me he had been wooing me he had been pursuing me my brother paul was a truck driver at the time and he had found salvation or received salvation in october of 1996 in my home well before october there were conversations we would have where he would call we're just going down the road and our conversations had turned to God 
Now, we were two people who weren't living for the Lord, and, you know, we were doing our own thing, which a lot of times was far from God. But yet, in the middle of all that, we started having conversations about Him and the desire to go to church. And I look back many times over the last 26 years and think those conversations that we had, He was wooing us with his love and before long paul started going to church and he received and from october to march i would go to church for just visiting and then one day that sunday for me i'll i'll never forget it and uh went went forward but there's a wooing there's so many things something just kind of off subject but yet it matches Friday, Rich had to crawl under the house for water leak, and it was crazy. I was home Thursday or Friday. I was home. It was Thursday, and I was supposed to have a telehealth. This is just a very small example of how God follows and tracks us and loves us, but I was supposed to have work from home Thursday. Supposed to have a telehealth meet. It's a Zoom meeting, more or less, Microsoft Teams, with a client at four o'clock. I didn't know that Rich was going to be under my house at four o'clock with the electric turned off. Rich didn't know it at the time. Around noon or twelve thirty that day, that four o'clock client contacted me, said she was having problems. Could we talk on the phone without video? Well, to do that, I don't have to have electricity, right. Yeah. right? So I had this session. He's under the house. The electric's off. All this stuff is going on. And it dawned on me half hour, hour after the session when the electric's back on and everything's fixed. And he set that up. He knew yes. that we would be in a situation where the electric would be off. So before I had to freak out and think, oh, my God, I've got to contact her or the video's getting cut off, he set that up so that would be a smooth transition into... Without worry. Without worry. That's how I look at the different things that take place in my life where God is setting me up and doing things for me that I don't even have to ask for. There's just no greater love. You know, which is a decision. And so I like the that you had given those definitions ahead of time, because I've always heard that agape love is the is that choice, mm-hmm. uh, is a decision to love someone, uh, which is the greatest love. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been songs sung about that. Mm-hmm. There's been you know books written about mm-hmm. it. But to to feel that, like you said, to to feel that pursuit. And to know that you can't fall out of it, no matter where you go, and you know, no matter how low you go or how far you try to get outside of his reach, what you think is his reach, uh-huh. he's there. Uh-huh. You can't even you can't outrun him. You can't get outside of his reach. Right. And I think that's just amazing. That's the God that we serve that's the god that loves that chooses yeah to love us and because we experience that like lisa was saying we get the opportunity then to be able to share that with others it's in different ways sometimes it might not always be 
the conversation that you got to have, which I love that, that mm-hmm. you were able to tell someone, you know, there's nothing you can do. I think I've shared that with my kids before. Mm-hmm. There's nothing they could do that would change my love for them. Mm-hmm. Now, the world might have some consequences right, right. based on their choices or actions, right. but it's not going to change the fact that I love them. There's nothing they can do ever. Yeah. And I, that love, when you experience that, to the opportunity to be able to then share that with others, um, there, there's you can't experience that in any other way. That's just a feeling that gives you joy. That's that joy that I think that we hear people talk about that comes from inside. Uh, it's not a happiness or a feeling from outside. It truly is a joy that comes from within. Mm-hmm. The world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. That's right. I love how, like in the setting up process, like you were talking about, I like that No, it's not just even so much that there's that agape love in terms of I can feel and know he loves me, but it's that kind of love that makes you feel comfortable enough to go to him when you are at your lowest, when you have hit bottom, when you have made a decision that got you in a mess. It's it's that kind of love to me that makes it to where I don't feel like I have to run and hide from him because I've messed up or, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, I can't go to God today because look what I, you know, what I just said mm-hmm. or did or whatever. Right. It's that kind of love that also draws you when you have messed up mm-hmm. or that has draws you when you have made a wrong decision or a wrong choice or have said or done something that you don't feel very proud of. It's that, to me, it goes so much over to where I feel like, no, I want to run to him. Mm-hmm. You know, I, right. I don't want to hide from him. I want to run to him. Mm-hmm. It's that safe, that safe feeling that you feel like I can go to him no matter what. Yes, a lot of times with the marriages, you can have a blow up and there is separation. I know we've talked about this before, Dita. You had said you were, you all are quick to have words and and be done with it and go on. Absolutely. Rich has always been that way. I, on the other hand, had to master (laughs) that art, you know, where I'd want to, I couldn't do days, but I could do hours. And now it's a joke. It's like, don't bother me. I want to be mad at you, you know. But we do kind of have a blow up and go distance ourselves or withdraw. And that is never the case with him and it, it, it's so with God it's so amazing that you can you can repair with people a lot quicker than some of us do repair however with God it's just a simple turning back to him you know you could say I'm sorry of course um, but it's just that simple and he's already forgiven before we say absolutely i'm sorry yeah i mean he's constantly showing the example of unconditional love to us carita had said one time in a meeting our unconditional love we don't people say i love you unconditionally but we don't know what that is each time it's tested or pushed it might be the greatest we've we've come up against it but we don't know, and yet there is an unconditional love that it, it's truly unconditional. There's nothing that we can do to ever use or abuse or send his love away from us. And I think it's honoring to him 
I think it's it's honoring him when I'm willing to, no matter where I am at my lowest, that I call out to him or uh-huh. that I draw from him. He yeah. wants us to draw from him. Yes, yeah. He wants us to come to him, and I think that that's when we honor him the most, uh-huh. and that we're looking at I, absolutely. I, I, I recognize what you've done for me. I, I honor what you've done. Yeah. And I think he loves it when we when we pull or when we draw from him. We're we're showing him and letting him know I know you're God. Yeah, I'll trust right. you. Trust is a high form Absolutely. of, of yes. respect and love someone. Well I think we can experience that even with our kids. Mm-hmm. When my kids now are adults, they're living out on their own. Uh, one of them's married, you know, the other one we're hoping. <laughs> <laughs> someday love you buddy but truly when they call me when i see their name pop up on my phone it brings a smile to my face yeah i can only imagine how much more that brings a smile to their our heavenly father's face yes. whenever we call out to him whether it's in a time of need or even a time of celebration i think he loves that we have that relationship with him that sometimes he's the first one we think of and uh-huh. go, yes. God, look at this. This uh-huh. was amazing. Thank you for this. Or, God, I need you right now. Mm-hmm. It's the same way. I, I see him, Abba Father. I see him smiling whenever we call on him. Yes. Yeah. How did you come to him originally? Originally, I was uh, raised in a Southern Baptist church down in South Carolina. Um, I was nine years old, mm. and I can remember, I think it was – after vacation Bible school, because we still had that when I was growing up. So the next Sunday, they had all of the kids kind of be around. And that week, even though it was arts and crafts and it was fun and stuff like that, there was something that just touched me. And I can still remember that. So I gave my life to him at a very young age, at nine, uh, but it, as a lot tend to, you know, I strayed and um, was a rebellious teenager at times. Uh, And then it was after Chuck and I got married, uh, we were married for probably a couple of years. And then we both, he got saved for the first time and I rededicated my life. I was 23. He was 20. He was almost 30. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's how we just kind of decided God was part of our life and would be from then on. Good. Good. How about you, Lisa? Exciting. My you were probably born safe, weren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you, your halo. Do you know me? <laughs> I wish mine was so pretty, but it, it's. Um, I went to just to be honest with you. I, w- I went to church because a guy invited me to go to church. Okay. I had no intentions of meeting God. You know, or I, which I knowing you today, that seems so. Amazing, doesn't it? <laughs> I just it does really. Uh-huh. I just went because a guy invited me to go, well, and I I just good. I had I grew up in church, never listened to anything. I wrote notes in church on the little offering envelopes back and forth to friends. That didn't have to do with what the preacher oh, was saying. <laughs> I don't have a clue what the what the preacher was saying. As a matter of fact, the the first night uh, when this young man was taking me home he said now you were raised in church have you given your heart to the lord i said um no and he said well you've been raised all this time and i said i don't know anything so he said yeah you know the bible stories and i said no he said how do you go to church and you raised your whole life you can't even tell me a bible story i said well i do know one there was this adam and eve and they ate an apple and 
a lot of yeah. bad things started happening after that. So he goes, was it an apple? And I was like, no, don't mess with me on the part I do know. <laughs> I, I didn't know. So it's like, you know, I was like, no. And he said, how about Daniel in the lion's den? I said, well, there must have been a man named Daniel, and there was a lion's I said, did they eat him? And he went, oh, my, you didn't listen to anything. And I said, no, I didn't. Later on, I mean, I, I went back maybe a couple more nights. It was a revival that was going on. And the night that I did get saved, I came in, sat down. There was an evangelist that came in, and when he came in, I had started to a little bit listen to him a little bit. But as he's talking, I am saying to somebody, I don't know if it was God or whatever, but I was saying to myself, I am not going to listen to you because I have a huge party this weekend coming up. <laughs> and I'm, I mean, it's out of town, and I'm, I've already made plans mm-hmm. uh, I, I can't do this right now because i'll get back to you i'll get back Lord. to you it's like you know whoever you are that I'm, I'll, I'll get back with you because I'm, I'm going to this party and nothing's going to keep me from going mm-hmm. and uh so the evangelist at the front is in front of where my chair is only i'm like almost to the back and he stopped and he said i just have to stop the service for a minute he said who are you talking to and i'm I mean, I'm looking around like, who is he talking to? Uh So I have my head down, and I peek up, and he's staring at me. So he said, do you realize the one you're talking to right now? And again, I'm like getting chills, and I'm thinking. So he said, God doesn't care what your plans are coming up. He just wants you to give your heart to him. Wow. So immediately, I said, okay, okay, God. Tomas said, I'm not one of them. I don't know what this guy's doing and what these people are doing in here, but I'm not one of them. Uh-huh. He, this this person's like doing some kind of voodoo type stuff. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's how far, you know, and, and he just kept talking. And he said, no, God, you're talking to God because I'm talking to you on behalf of God. Wow. And he just read my mail. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I love that. Mm-hmm. So I just kept sitting there thinking, how does he know this stuff? Mm-hmm. How does this man know this stuff? And every time I would say something, he would say, because God's telling me what to say to you. Uh-huh. And it's like the whole service shut down. Uh-huh. And I, I kept sitting there. That, but I mean, I had a grip wow. on the pew oh, in front of me that. to where my knuckles were white because I was going to this party. And that's, you know, but in the, <laughs> one the, way or the yeah, other, right? <laughs> and this man was scaring me to death. So the man said, well, then you go ahead and go. Uh-huh. But then you come here right now, though. Uh-huh. I'm like, go ahead and go. I didn't tell anybody I've got a party. <laughs> You, know, you did. I, yeah, <laughs> I did. I told God, I've got to this part. But I ended up, I got up and I walked up there, and he said, God said, he wants you. He's drawing you. And it, it doesn't matter what you got planned down the road or what you don't have planned down on the road. He just wants you right now. And so I ended up giving my heart to the Lord. I wish I could tell you I didn't go to that party, but I did end up going to that party. But the whole time I was there, the whole time I was there, I was miserable. Aww. And I just kept sitting there thinking, this is not who I want to be. And Amazing. I, and I just ended up leaving, uh-huh. leaving the party and came back home. It was an out-of-town. I just got up and left, said, uh-huh. I'm, I'm out of here, because something drastically had happened. And it was enough that I'm like, God, you went to an awful extreme to reach me, it felt like. you know, Aww. How far would he you go? He shut an entire service he down. He shut an entire service yeah. and, and had this minister hear him well enough to speak. I mean, whatever I would say, he would say it back, answered me like he was – you know, your God's head. personal yes. mouthpiece. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, it life changing. Absolutely life changing. I can't believe we haven't heard that story yeah. from you before. I'm yeah. so glad you shared yeah. that. I love it. Yeah. I love that. He'll go. 
God will go to those extremes to draw us in. So you're having a conversation with yourself, and God <laughs> ends up using the minister to speak to you on his behalf. Now whatever, no matter what I was saying, he answered it. The, the minister answered God answered me through the minister. Yeah. But to be so in tune, I mean, because I've always been amazed at the minister. Yeah. To be so in tune, yes, to hear God that well, right. and to be willing to speak it out, not knowing, you know, if he was, if he was right, right, is he right or yeah. is he not right? And this evangelist came back through town and knew that I was teaching at the school that was across the street from the church, and actually showed up uh-huh. at my school. Wow. And my principal called and said, "I know you're on break, but I'm a little concerned for you because there's a gentleman here that said you might not remember him, but he wants you to come down and speak to him, and he's not the parent of one of our kids, <laughs> so I'm a little scared for you." And he and I said, "Well, can you tell me his name?" And then as soon as he told me, he said. I was like, you tell him I'll be right there. Aww. And I went flying down, and he said, I just wanted to check on you. How are you doing? I'm back through coming through town. And that he said, awesome. He said, I've never had a service like that before, ever. And I just want to know that you're doing okay. Said, doing great. You're That's doing amazing. Great. That is incredible. Yeah. We're going to end on that note, too. And we're going to do part three, picking up right there and moving forward, because there's more to that. And our own stories as well but we've got to tap into that one just a little more thanks for listening you all see you next time on part three of god's love we hope you are enjoying today's show we believe that god has given us a voice to impact communities and regions all over the world If you would like to make sure that voice is heard, please partner with us today by visiting www.expressionradio.org and click donate. You can also text give by texting the dollar amount followed by the word radio to the number 84321. First time text givers, please choose Expression Church of Huntington when prompted. All gifts are tax deductible. Join us as we change the world.